Oh my gosh. Ew. You'll be 50. Yeah. How old are you? Like 22? 28. <laughs> okay, mom. <laughs> How old are you, mom? <laughs> it's all right, buddy. Kiddo. <laughs> Kiddo. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is episode 30. Speaking of... What, what, what? Yeah. Thirsty 30. Thirsty 30. This is What's With the Neighbors, and that is Brie. And that is Amy. And... More True Crime and Paranormal Podcast. So... Know it. Get to know it. Jump on the neighborhood bus and listen to us. Choo-choo. Do you want to hear... I do that every time. (laughs) (laughs) Choo-choo. It's okay. I like it. Get on the neighborhood bus. (laughs) Choo-choo. That's what buses do. <laughs> Ooga. Oh, yeah. I was going to make that sound. <laughs> yeah, um, my um, stepbrother, one of my stepbrothers used to have that sound That's, for his horn. Oh. It was great. You knew it was him coming. I hate that so much. Love it. He was definitely a teenager in the super, 70s. Super obnoxious. Yeah. Great. Um, uh, Do you want to hear a neighborhood story? I do. Sorry, I just kind of jumped into that. No, that's great. We got stuff to do. So I have another one from Google here. And it says, safe sex T-Rex says. Here, you can see the little picture because they drew a little doodle there. Aww, it's super cute. Oh, that's so cute. You'll have to post that on the. Oh, yeah. When it comes out. Dear neighbor, get her done. But seriously, look into fixing your squeaky bed, please. (laughs) Thanks, your neighbor. And they drew a cute little T-Rex on it. It's actually really cute. I love that. I would save it forever. They probably did. Um, I really want to tell you my story, so can I please tell you first? Yeah, because your sounds like it's going to be a rough one, so I figured you could go first. Wait, how did you know? Because you're dressed in like super like dark stuff and you like to... I go do with like, your stories. I like to. You're like the Miss Frizzle of true crime. <gasps> yeah. Really? I went there. I the Miss that. Frizzle of true crime right here. That's me. That's Amy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Miss Frizzle is, right? Yes. Okay, from good. Magic School Bus. Yeah, okay. Just make sure. That was embarrassing. The daycare kid, when I put my makeup on, I already told you this, but I want to tell everyone else. So I put my makeup on. Um, while I was watching my daycare kids and I come back down and mind you, I never wear makeup. Like it, it's not a common thing for me to do. And I come back She's down. She's too beautiful. Thank you. I am too lazy. <laughs> That's what it is. But I come back down and after I have my makeup on and she's like, Miss Amy, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and I was like, I'm wearing makeup. That's that's it (laughs) i put my face on i put my face on i'm sorry that is what's changed and i mean mind you i got beat up very dramatic makeup too but and all the daycare parents you're pulling it off thank you all my parents were like going out no i'm going in i'm going in it's gonna be a wild one (laughs) that's what i one of my parents was like uh do you ever go out like because they're new here and i was like no (laughs) no the wildest thing i do is record my podcast yep (laughs) nope don't do anything getting wild on a friday night i mean especially in the winter like i want to go outside in the winter time 
I don't want to go anywhere during winter. Yeah. It's cold outside today. It was cold. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, let's hear a story about some murder. I'm going to tell you about the Night Stalker. (gasps) You're doing it. (laughs) Were you going to do it before or is it after I requested it? I was saving a big one. It was either going to be this one or another one that I was going to do for episode 30. And I just so happened to request it. Oh, it's snap. Ooh, this is a a good one. I'm going to tell you about Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stucker. Night Stucker. Yeah. So Richard was born on February 29th, which is... Whoa. Uh, that's a not day that's a yeah that's a not day of course he was Mm -hmm. he was not loved as a child i bet he never had any birthdays yep that's basically it i mean i don't know about his birthdays that's the gist of his childhood (laughs) (laughs) pretty much so he was born on uh, february 29th 1960 in el paso texas he was the youngest of five children to mexican immigrant parents um, and it has been known that when he was 12 years old, one of his cousins that was older and a Vietnam veteran um, showed him pictures of a woman from Vietnam that he had raped, oh. tortured, and then killed. Oh, that's not something you show a kid? That's not something you show anyone. That's not something you do. Exactly. So, and that cousin... Um, even went into detail of like how you can kill someone and get away with it oh no yeah so someone definitely should have done something or yeah something. so a year later he actually witnessed that same cousin shoot his wife so it just it's really sad because that guy definitely was fighting demons on his yeah own. but probably some serious ptsd yeah so Richard started to break into homes around the same time, and a psychiatrist, Michael H. Stone, actually described Richard as a made psychopath, not a born psychopath. Okay. Which is not normally you hear him that they were born that way. Right. Uh, and this resulted obviously into crimes that he did, but it also showed a strong, int- he showed a strong interest in Satanism and occult. And he would stay the night in cemeteries. That's uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, staying the night is a little rough. Yeah. Visiting, fine. Yeah. It's fun to go to cemeteries at night, but yeah. I don't usually stay longer than 10 20 minutes. minutes. 20 yeah. minutes, yeah. Uh, Rich, like we just said, Richard had a rough childhood. Um, and his father was a bit abusive. He also almost died at the age of two. After a dresser fell on him and he oh, had a concussion. Gosh. Uh, he also, his mom, I didn't put this in here, but his mom almost died. During, or she, I'm sorry. She almost had a miscarriage. Oh. Like he, like her body was like rejecting him. The pregnancy, yeah. Yeah, re- the pregnancy. And they did everything that they could and he stayed alive. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, the universe was something like, was let's yeah. get rid of this guy yeah no kidding <laughs> that's what i was thinking uh he also had epilepsy which he did grow out of but it made him sort of a loner in school he was even removed as the quarterback in high school because of it which is really sad yeah 
In seventh grade, he started to dabble into drugs. Just dabble in it. Yeah. You want to know what his gateway was? His gateway drug? Um, heroin. <laughs> no. <laughs> gateway is like something. Oh, that... weed. No. They say that's a gateway drug. But yeah. let me tell you what it is. Oh, gosh. He sniffed glue. Oh, huffing the glue. Yeah. You yeah. know, that is, uh, that's pretty dangerous stuff there. That's like Tide Pod level. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, he sn- started sniffing glue in seventh grade, but then obviously it led to other things. He would also go hunting for fun. Uh, he enjoyed sneaking up on animals and stabbing them and gutting oh. them. That's not how you hunt. No. No, it's not. No. Did he use the meat at all? I think that they did because some of his family members would go with him. Okay. But if they couldn't go, he would go alone. So I was just thinking, like, if he didn't use the meat, that's, like, really psychotic. That is very psychotic. Still, though, going up to them, stabbing them. That You gotta be, like, some... Yeah. That's, like... Stealth. I was just gonna say, yeah. Yeah. Whew. So at 15, not giving you any credit, you were still a terrible person. Yes. So at 15, he worked at a Holiday Inn, but he was fired a few months afterwards when he snuck into a guest room and attempted to rape a woman, but her husband caught him. Yeah. And you shouldn't the, do that. The, he was never charged for it because they didn't, they were lived out of town and they just kind of wanted to put the whole thing behind them. And so they refused to testify against him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, which very much could have been something that stopped him. But I doubt it. But it could have at least slowed him down. Right. Uh, He ended up dropping out of high school. And at 18, he moved to L.A., California. L.A. L.A. Sorry, that's how they say it on um, Letterkenny. L.A. L.A. He was still breaking into houses to support his cocaine usage. So we're oh, we're cocaine. on the cocaine. Mm-hmm. Oh, fancy! I know. I got to do that coke. And once he was once arrested for stealing a car. After that, his sister went and vis- was visiting him in L.A. and she's like, "Please come home. Like this isn't a great place for you. You're not doing great." And he's like, "Nah, I'm good. Wanna. I'm good. I'm really enjoying this life." And um, April 1984, Richard committed his first murder, which was a nine-year-old Mei Ling, who she was beaten and raped before he stabbed her to death and then hung her from a pipe. Oh, no. Yeah. Poor Mei Ling. And actually, that murder wasn't discovered until 2009. Jeez. When they matched her DNA, his DNA to her so he was never even charged for this murder because they didn't discover like after he was already found from correct okay yeah so that sucks yeah so and he was already on death row at that point so he was never charged for it unfortunately but yeah that one wasn't even discovered until way later okay jeez and so basically, I'm just going to list off all the murders. Okay. Because, and I don't have a whole lot of descriptions on them because this could have been a very long, long yeah. episode. So I just kind of like tell you the facts about them. 
And that's one of the reasons why I don't really care for doing big stories like this because I don't want to get stuff wrong. Yeah. So, and it's like, I mean, everyone knows about the story. You've seen the Netflix documentary. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. Uh, You've already told me stuff I didn't know, so. Okay. Um, so, that was his first murder. On June 28th, 1984, this is his first known murder up until 2009. Okay. On June 28th, 1984, Richard snorted some... Snorted? Snorted? He snorted. That's not how I said some. That's not what I said, but (laughs) now I can't say it again. He snorted some cocaine, then went to the home of a 79-year-old Jenny Wilco. He stole some of her possessions, raped her, and stabbed her to death, and he cut her throat so deeply that she was nearly decapitated. So he wasn't picky about who he raped or anything like that. No. So all of his victims all ranged in race, age, and sex. Wow. Yep. Sex, too. Wow. Which is really weird because that's normally not the case. You'd know who was being targeted, Mm -hmm. and you'd know what to be worried or not, but, like, everybody was worried. Everybody was Keep your doors locked. Yep. Uh, on Mar- uh, March 17th, 1985, which this was- From a- June to March? Yeah, so this was actually a whole year later. Dang. Yeah, he, like, was like- well, almost me- a year. I killed two people. Let me just settle down for a minute. Wait, two people? He killed- oh, okay, I see, yeah. Yeah, the- That first the- one that wasn't reported. Correct, yeah. And then that lady, okay. Uh, on March 17th, 1985, Richard purchased a twenty two revolver- and that's when he started his killing spree. That same day, uh, 34-year-old Saili Yoshi ok- ok- Okazaki was shot in the forehead. And then he shot 22-year-old Maria Hernandez, but she actually survived. Oh. Which there are Mistake. quite a Yeah, there are actually quite a few survivors, surprisingly, okay. which is good. Yeah. But also very traumatic yeah, for them. Yeah, definitely. Later that day, he's like, ooh, this is fun. Later that day, uh, Tashai Leon, Lee Lin Yu was pulled from her car and he shot her twice, killing her. So it wasn't even just. Like on the highway? I'm, like, like, it was in like a neighborhood. Driving. Okay. Yeah. She was like in her car. He, yep. And he just pulled her out and shot Jeez. her. Jeez. To be that person, that's like the wrong time. I know. The so, right place, the right time, man. March 27th, wrong that place. same year, same month, uh, Vincent Charles and Maxine Levelani were both shot. After he killed Maxine, Richard m- mutilated her body with a knife and gouged out her uh, eyes. Uh, ugh. So normally what he would do is if they had a, if there was a male in the house, he would shoot the male and then usually would wait, rape the wife or the female in the house. So, but he would get rid of the uh, the other witness, right? Also, and it's that's disgusting. why that's why he would have male victims as well. But okay. he wouldn't necessarily target them. His main target was the female. Uh, May fourteenth, Bill Doy was shot while his wife was raped, but he. Uh, she did survive, but oh. Bill Doy was killed. That's awful. And oh my gosh. so that's like why we were talking about he, he had different victims and, and his target wasn't just females or, or a certain demographic. 
the community that's why i mean the community is going to be scared regardless right but they yeah. were like oh my gosh yeah. like everyone's on high alert yeah everyone shook the amount of gun sales were going up people were terrified there were a few things that were very that were similar which was he would leave satanic uh symbols that were found at many of the crime scenes but besides that he was pretty good about not leaving anything behind that to identify sucks. him. That's so frustrating. Yeah. So the media dubbed this person the Night Stalker, as we know. Since he Again, only- cool names. <laughs> Sorry, he's not a good person. He's no. awful, terrible. But, like, these people were given good names. You yeah. know, I, maybe that's why we don't get crazy serial killers anymore because they don't get cool names yeah they're like mm, they're, they're like, not giving out they're good just names. gonna call me alaska man or a florida man so i'm not gonna yeah, the salt bath guy it's not worth it not worth i don't it. get the rep no <laughs> um another thing is that then so there the, he is a night stalker and then there's the original night stalker oh yeah there is another night yeah mm-hmm. that's right okay and then there's actually a night stalker I am not working on my words today. Um, there's another st- Night Stalker in the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's a Night Stalker musician. There's like multiple. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's multiple Night Stalkers, which okay. is really interesting. It's like the Night Stalker of LA. LA. Yeah. But or he California. Is, I should say he is the most known. Notorious one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Night Stalker and the original Night Stalker. But... Um, but they named him that because he only struck at night. Uh, May 29th, Maybell Bell. I don't understand parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Maybell was 83 and her disabled sister, Florence Lang, was 81. And they were both bound or bound. Uh, Florence was choked with a cord and raped. They were both bludgeoned. Almost to the point of death, when they were found, they were in comatosis state, which is like a super deep unconsciousness. And unfortunately, Maybell died. So now... Now I feel like a jerk. Yeah. Rip. Rip Maybell Bell. Maybell Bell. Well, I mean... She's my bell. Let's, let's shame the parents. Yeah. In that situation. So the next day, on May 30th, 42-year-old Carol Kyle and her son were found and Carol was raped. Wow. Um, Then Richard was like, I need a break. So he didn't actually commit another assault until... I get that. Yeah. He needs a vacation. He's probably tired from raping and killing everyone. Mm -hmm. But he didn't actually... From May 30th, he he took like a month off. Um, and his next assault was J- July 2nd when he stabbed and killed Mary Cannon. On July 5th, he attacked Whitney Bennett, who was just 16 years old while she was sleeping. Oh. I know. He attempted to strangle her with a phone cord while she w- and while he was struggling, the phone cord actually like made some sparks, which was really weird. And uh, so he's like thinking jesus was trying to save her so he actually fled good so she survived she survived good but it's really jesus saved her like jesus wants all of them yeah but you know what he's like this is enough this is enough for me Mm-mm, nope especially it, when he was into the satism yeah sat- satanicism yeah so on july 7th joyce nelson was beaten in her home and he held sophia dickman at gunpoint while attempting to rape her 
but he he didn't succeed. Good. On July 20th, Maxson and Leela Nilding were attacked and shot. They were mutilated. Uh, their bodies were mutilated uh, post-mortem. Mutilated. Mutilated. Their bodies are mutilated. I wrote mutilated. That's probably why mutilated. I was, yeah, um, there. I don't spell check when I write my stories because <laughs> I'm like I'm the only through, one reading it. <laughs> I get through all of it because I'm I get paranoid. <laughs> um, so on July 20th, Max. I'm gonna start over. July 20th, Maxson and Leela Nilding were attacked and shot, then mutilated. Um, or sorry, and then their bodies are mutilated, mutilated, uh, post mortem. Gosh. That was a rough sentence. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> uh, later that day, he shot Chang Arong Kanoshnith. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. And raped his wife, uh, some kid, unfortunately. August 6th, Christopher and his wife, Virginia Peterson. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. He raped his wife? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I can see what you wrote on there. I thought you said some and some kid. <laughs> his wife's. It's some not kid. funny. It's not funny. His name. His wife's name was some kid. Yeah. I said he raped some kid. And I was like, oh, man, that's oh, so messed up. They didn't even get the name of the kid. <laughs> that's all I can think about. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. That's oh okay. God. So later that day, he shot Chain Chainarong, uh Koshnoth Aneth, I butchered that last name. These names are hard. They are. And raped his wife, some kid. On August, some kid. Just raped some (laughs) Some pig from Charlotte's (laughs) Web. Some pig. (laughs) On August 6th, Christopher and his wife, Virginia Peterson, were shot, but they survived. On August 8th, Sakani. And Ellis Abowath were both attacked. Ellis died, and although Sakani was raped, she did survive. Ten days later, on August 18th, Peter and Barbara Pan were both killed, and Barbara was raped. I know, this just, it sucks. Like, the list goes on and on and on. On August 24th, Bill Carnes was shot. Luckily, he survived. His fiance Inez Erickson was raped, and she was actually able to give a good description of what this dude finally. Oh was. hell yeah, good for her! Yeah, so, and they drew a gorilla-looking sketch. <laughs> Did you see that pose yes. I posted? <laughs> no wonder they can him. <laughs> looks ridiculous. It, it looks. So I mean, bad. it kind of is. Ac- it is kind of accurate, though. But that would be like me drawing, like someone's like, all right, and he has a long chin. Okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. Like, I'm so bad at drawing. <laughs> um, so on August 28th, a car was found outside a shopping center in L.A., and Richard forgot to wipe down the vehicle clean with his fingerprints on the rear view mirror. Always remember that how, one little mistake. Well, and remember how I told you that he's really was really good about not covering his tracks. Yep. Yeah. So, which is something that his uncle or his cousin probably taught him. But right. 
uh, they were able to pull the prints and finally they had a match of who this night stalker was. So they had that descript that photo description, but remember he was arrested earlier for carjacking. Right. So he was in the system. So this is the same car or this matches the same car or No, not the car. So this uh he was arrested before for a carjacking. Okay. So his fingerprints were in the system. Okay, okay, gotcha. gotcha and then gotcha. they pulled the prints from the He's a criminal in the system. Yes. Gotcha. Uh so everyone was like on alert for this guy. They knew exactly what he looked like, not just from the drawing. And the the everyone was looking for him, the community and the police. On August 31st, Richard attempted to steal a Mustang, but the owner was actually under the vehicle working on it. And the owner heard the car start, so he jumped up and pulled Richard out of the driver's seat. (gasps) Richard, Richard ran across the street to steal another vehicle, but the Mustang owner was able to call for help. And a neighbor heard the commotion, came out and called the police. And then everyone was like, what is going on? Like, I guess it's like a smaller community, like a, sm- yeah. a neighborhood with the yeah. houses super close together. So everyone's like running out there like, oh, my gosh, that's Richard Ramirez. That's the murderer. That's the Night Stalker. So everyone like was running over and like beating this guy up. And and then they held him down. Like a mob. Yeah. And they were able, were able to hold him down until the, the police, police arrived. Damn, good job. I know. Way to go. They're like, we're we're sick and tired of being terrified to go to bed at night. So Richard was tried for 14 counts of murder, 31 uh, and 31 other felonies. They were hundreds and there were hundreds of pieces of evidence against him. Yeah. There was uh, that poor uh, public defender (laughs) so much work i know um since there was a huge media since this was a huge media story and as the and the lead up to it was large also like you know the community's been terrified richard gained a large fan base of women devoted to him ew guys yep but luckily on august 3rd 1989 the jury found him guilty and was sentenced to death he was convicted on 13 counts of murder, 5 counts of attempted murder, 11 counts of sexual assault, and 14 counts of b- burglary. Stealing. <laughs> <laughs> 14 counts of stealing. Uh, seven years to the day he Beanies. was... Sorry. Beanies. Yeah, there you go. Seven years to the day he was found guilty on October 3rd, 1996. What day is it? October 3rd. It's October 3rd. Do you think maybe that's why they said that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Richard was actually married to oh sorry seven years to the day he was he was found guilty on October 3rd 1996 Richard actually married one of his fangirls Doreen Lior Leoy I don't know who was she was a freelance magazine writer excuse me editor they had a long relationship and Writing, you know, writing back and forth, and she even said she would commit suicide if he was ever ex- <gasps> executed. But the year Richard died, they actually got a divorce. Oh, good. Which that whole thing? Okay, that whole thing. You just wasted so much time in your life. Why are we marrying serial killers? Yeah, 
So don't don't marry a serial killer. Not cool. What, what, what year was he? I was going to say put down. I'm getting there. Okay. Richard never faced his ex- execution, however. Oh. Because on June 7th, 2013. Stay before my birthday. Sorry. It is. Oh, sorry. It, uh, yeah, June 7th, 19, 2013. Uh, Wait, 2013? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so June 7th, 2013, Richard died of liver failure cancer. Karma's a bitch. In the hospital at the age of 53. Karma is a bitch. Yep. So. I love how that happens. Like when serial, terrible serial killers go to like prison and they're put to death sentence, but they end up dying of some crazy cancer or disease. That's karma. Don't kill people. Don't kill people. You get cancer. Yeah. We keep saying that. That's like the third. Killing people causes cancer, guys. Yep. Just don't do it. Yep. So. Go ahead. You were saying. That was it. Oh, that and that was the story of Richard Ramirez. And it could have been so much longer, but gross person. Yep. I'm so glad you died of cancer. I wish you And was... I'm so glad that they drew a super ugly picture of your <laughs> ugly face. <laughs> Cause he was he wasn't that good looking. He was ugly anyway. He was. Uh... <laughs> so, uh, you know, the book you gave me. Ooh, did you pick one from there? Yeah, I did. Did you meeting... bring the stickers? Crap. We gotta put a sticker that up there. That would have been a good idea. Oh, so each time I tell a story, we put a sticker up there. The, oh, that's what I thought you ghosts? meant. Like as we like visit there, and oh. I was like, "Well, these are gonna take forever to fill up. We're never gonna visit <laughs> all fifty states." Well, if you don't have the little ghost anymore, we can buy ghosts. Oh snap! And, and I didn't know that's what map. you meant. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, what the thing ha- said. I, anyways, I think they're inside the book. I think I put them inside oh, the book. Okay. Um. So how exciting! I don't. You guys probably don't know what we got for Christmas because that was a Patreon episode. But Amy got me a really cool, um, she made me a really cool um, paranormal book of paranormal places all around the U.S. And it has like every state in it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I decided to do Alabama (gasps) because this place I've had... And I'm so mad at myself. I'm so mad at my 16-year-old and 17-year-old self because I had so many opportunities to go to this place, but I never went. It'd I'm like going that. to do Sloss Furnace. Ooh. I feel like I've heard of this one before. Maybe because you put it in the book. Oh, that's probably right. <laughs> it's I in mean, Birmingham, Alabama. I didn't read all of them, but if it was <laughs> Alabama, I might have because it was one of the first states. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, uh, my stepmom, my stepmom at the time, um, she was from there and my dad and her, they would always go there over the weekends, but I worked over the weekends and I was like, no, I have to work. I'm not going. And sure. I did the same thing. But you know what? I could have totally taken off. Like, I just want to punch myself in the face. Well, because because... it was cool to stay home. Yeah. Um, And I had a boyfriend at the time, you know, whatever whatever we did right you know we hung out so it's cool um but they would go in october and they would talk about this place <gasps> called sloss furnace and i was like okay what cool. a big deal like wow you guys are cool you went to a haunted some... house it's totally fake but yeah it, there's actually a lot of history behind that's it. so cool um which i later found out so th- did you at- talk to your dad about it uh no i i did ask my my mom about it um and she didn't 
really have any anything okay. any experiences or anything she they'd been to it and they said it's pretty cool that's cool um we're going back to old school this is an old school hunting that's so cool so during the industrial Re- industrial revolution in america one of the founders of the city of birmingham alabama uh connell james withers sloss long name dude Mm-hmm. had broken ground on a city on a city furnace in 1881 so he decided hey this place has promise it's got lots of iron in it or yeah lots of iron in it let's make some money yeah so the construction of this place was set on 50 acres and the structure was six feet 60 feet high and 18 feet in diameter the first of its kind in the area. Wow. It included two blowing engines and 10 boilers. As of 1882, the furnace was up and running and had sold 24,000 tons of iron. Jeez. They won a bronze medal for best pig iron. They could have won a silver. <laughs> I know, right? They should have been giving I, away what is, iron. Why, why are you bragging about, right, a, an iron an medal? An iron medal. That would be awesome. <laughs> You won an iron medal for best pig iron. Yeah. Third place. In 1886, Sloss retired and sold the company to a group of investors who reorganized it in 1899 as uh, the Sloss Sheffield Steel and Iron Company. Mouthful again. Yeah. Uh, Even though they didn't even make steel. So they put steel in the name, but they didn't even make steel apparently. Okay. Yeah. So with the takeover, they expanded quite a bit, eventually making them one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest producers of pig iron in the world. Wow! So, pretty, pretty successful. Yeah. yeah. Being in the South and in the time period, more than two thirds of their workforce were African American, and despite that, everything, uh, despite that, everything was segregated until the 1960s unfortunately yeah um there were separate bathhouses separate time clocks separate company picnics and even separate job positions like the white men were up top and you know that's stupid uh it wasn't uncommon for sheriffs to actually arrest african-american men under ridiculous charges such as homelessness and (laughs) basically (laughs) work them as slaves yeah so um It's messed up, but it is a part of it. So, yeah. Also, uh, this being in in the time that it was, there was no such thing as workers' rights or like overtime or like you know, right? Getting paid extra for working over sick days or anything like that. So, twelve-hour shifts or being overworked were the normal. Wow, I feel like some of that hasn't changed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know other countries have it so good with that. I know. And pay was typically in form of scripts. Um, only and only good at a company store. Scripts. Okay, so I looked up scripts and from what I gathered, it's like a IOU kind of type like sort of type of thing. No. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but it says also to at this company store. So I'm wondering if like it was an IOU just to use at the store or if it was an IOU to cash out at this store. So um, no matter what, that's it's shitty. Yeah, that sucks. You got to be desperate for work. But it's after like 
it's after the war world war ii yeah. and everything um or civil war not world war ii well at one point it's after world war ii take that out okay um it's after the war so i mean people are desperate for work desperate for money yeah um they gotta do what they gotta do right so due to the nature of this dangerous working environment plus these long exhausting hours industrial accidents became more likely sure um some men fell into molten steel and (gasps) were incarcerated incinerated sorry uh some fell off the dangerously high catwalks (gasps) while others fell victim to silent poisoning of carbon monoxide or sudden births bursts of steam pipes even a reported explosion in the small uh blowing engine house in 1888 which left six men burned and blind oh my gosh Bree! in the early 1900s a james woodworm aka slag was a foreman of the graveyard graveyard shift where nearly 150 workers kept their furnace fed side oh note gosh. uh now being in alabama in the summer temperatures inside the plant could reach up 120 degrees so oh. it was hot. Working in this heat was literally in, in low visibility because, like, all the steam and yeah. smoke and whatnot was literally, like, pure hell. Oh, those poor people. So this guy's lag. Yeah. He liked to impress the bosses. He was Sounds a dick. Like <laughs> he was a foreman. Sorry. But he was. Um, so he liked to make the workers take dangerous risks to make them speed up production. Uh-huh. Causing him to lose... 47 of his workers <gasps> in his reign. Um, that's, and that's too many people. That's not even counting the ones who lost their ability to work during like accidents or mishaps. Um, and I think they said that was like 10 times the amount of what anybody else has lost. So. Oh my gosh. Slag's reign finally came to an end uh, when he lost his footing at the top of the highest blast furnace known as Big Alice. Ah, and plummeted into a pool of hot melted iron. Oh, whoops. Oh, my God. Many believe the workers actually got really sick and tired of him and actually pushed him in. But I like that's, to believe that. I do, too. But they was never proven and just like a legend. Mom's the word. But you know what? I go with them. Yeah. So another one of uh, Sloss Furnace, many victims, was a man on his lunch break. Poor guy. He's probably just enjoying a bologna sandwich. I'm surprised he got a lunch break. Yeah, right? Uh, He (laughs) was sitting near a large flywheel. This one's my least favorite. So, And he leaned a bit too close. And I guess there was like some like wind that can like kind of suck you in and blow you. Okay. Um, He was leaning a bit too close. And his clothes got caught in the hoop of this giant like turbine type thing. And he was slowly dragged into the gears. Like, the workers saw it happen. Like, they saw him there one second, and the next second he was gone. I want to throw up. Yeah. And then, like, th- like turning it off would have done no good because it takes time for it to slow down. So, so like, they're just like, we'll just let it go. Yep. I we guess. just got to let him get crushed. Oh, yeah. my. It's messed up. That one, like, I don't know. That one is the one that bothers me the most. Those and the work. I think it's because it's a it. slow death. Yeah, it's awful. And he was like, he was having a good moment. Yeah. He was enjoying his bologna sandwich. Those workers watching it and they're just yeah, like, yeah, and they saw it like just awful. The it's thought like, process. Oh, I, I, there like, goes Phil. 
Yeah, and <laughs> and you know you're thinking they're like, oh, turn it off. No, there's there's nothing I can do at this point. The guy's I'll just done. Watch you die. Damn. Bye. I tell your mom I love you. You love her. <laughs> Hi. Oop. Stop. Never mind. Okay. Uh, he. Okay. So. Where am I? Another unfortunate death was a Richard Jowers who was working at the furnaces. He was standing near the top and slipped into the molten iron, and no one could help him. They managed to get his head and a few of his bones out, and the rest was destroyed. I assume just, like, for burial burial purposes, sure. but, like, still, like, oh, the head's still good. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, that's awful. This place sounds terrible to work. Yeah. I would not want to work there. Uh, approximate, wow. Spell correct. I did not spell correct. <laughs> it says approximately. There's a Z in there. Did, you did I type this for you? <laughs> Approximately 60 deaths were co recorded on the site of Sloss Furnace. Oh my gosh. There have, fi uh, there have finally, in 1971, the first. Drink some water. <laughs> No, I wrote that wrong. There have finally. What the hell does that mean? Okay. Finally, in 1971, the furnace closed permanently, becoming a national landmark and was preserved for public use. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Okay. So let's get into the fun part. Yay. The paranormal That was terrible. Oh, That's awful. People. Okay. And, and like, Mind you, like I said, approximately 60 people like yeah. died there. And like that wasn't even like half of it. I can't imagine. And that guy Slag was in charge of supposedly 47 of them. So. I'm so glad he died. Yeah, me too. The way he died. <laughs> uh, Just wait. Oh. Okay. So there have been more than 100 reports of suspected Paranormal activity at Sloss Furnace recorded in Birmingham police rec records. Whoa. Some big, some minor. In 1926, a night watchman... In 1926, so like it was still going. In 1926, a watchman sustained injuries after being pushed from behind and told, get back to work. And no one was there. And a lot of these reports people suspect was Slag, his uh... ghost. Uh, in 1947, three supervisors turned up missing and were found unconscious and locked in a small boiler room in the plant. They were unable to s explain what happened, just that a man who was badly burned and angry appeared to them and said, push some steel. That was and slag. put them in the room. Yeah. <gasps> Well, okay, well, we can't now because yeah, you like, put us what, in this room. What the hell, dude? Like, you punishing us? Like, we were <laughs> trying. Still, we're we trying. were working. We were. You stopped us. <laughs> in 1971, the night before the plant officially closed, a Samuel Blumethanol. Sorry. Right. A Samuel Blumethanol, at the time, the current night watchman, was walking around kind of feeling the nostalgia of the place before it closed down had seen like he was because you heard it was the last night that the plant officially closed oh okay you look confused um but he was walking around kind of getting the nostalgia of things and Aww. he had seen the most terrifying thing that he'd ever seen in his life a half man half demon who tried to push him 
up the stairs, which, I mean. All right, I'm going. Oh, no, I'm going up the stairs. <laughs> I'd rather go up the stairs <laughs> yeah, than down. Exactly. And when he refused, like he fought back, uh, the thing ended up beating him up with its fist. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, he was found with intense burns and died before returning to Sloss. <gasps> No. Yeah, I'm not sure if it meant like he survived and lived his life and never returned to Sloss or what, but that's what it said. Returning to interesting. Yeah, that's exactly how it worded it. I was very confused by that sentence. Um, many reports suspect it suspect that they've actually been approached by Slag, which I'd said before. Yeah. Um, a full body apparition. Uh, full body apparitions have been seen as well as shadows. Um, people have been hit or touched by unseen forces, which, again, people think could be slag, which yeah. I agree. Uh, equipment failure, like batteries dying and whatnot. Uh, footsteps. Disembodied voices. Obviously, EVPs. Tons of EVPs. Yeah. And uh, many paranormal people have researched here and gone uh. here and investigated. Uh, I watched an episode of Ghost Adventures, and not even before the sun had fo- fully set, the equipment um, was having issues, and Zach had seen a man walk by who was in blue overalls. So, like, it could have been a worker. Yeah. Um, they also had... And, and the, of course, the cameras weren't on that part at that time, which, like... Zach. I don't know. I, I believe it. I believe it. I want to, yeah. Uh, they also heard footsteps and noises from all over, which people say, like, they hear footsteps and stuff there all the time. And they were underground. Like, they were in the underground part of it. And uh, they turned off the lights to show what, like, they actually see. It was nothing. nothing. They see absolutely nothing. Like not e- they didn't even have flashlights. And like one of them even stepped in like a a puddle full sewage that was flowing through there because like they couldn't see where they were going. But like you can hear footsteps and stuff like that all around you. Like that's terrifying. And so they had to work like that? Yeah, that's how they work a lot of times, but like they were underground this time it was how are you supposed to see what you're doing they have night vision on their cameras they just can't see the night vision it's pretty cool Uh, i would i would i'm not gonna lie i kind of would i would probably be a big chicken but i would really like to go on uh some kind of you just scared me in a lidded hallway (laughs) i'm not going (laughs) can we please go on a ghost investigation together yeah not there i'm scared no not there not like in the dark like that i'm scared of the dark um they like i said they also heard footsteps and noises from all over even in one of the recordings not even in one of the recordings it was like during the camera like you can hear it they weren't even doing an evp you can hear like a kid's voice but they didn't they didn't get anything that was saying you just heard like a kid's voice oh no they also saw an orb or like a ball of light uh evps were caught one of them said i hate zach well what they got what they believe they got from it was i hate zach <laughs> he was provoking them super bad oh, yeah. he, he does always does often. like i love don't get me wrong i love them i love ghost adventures i love zach i love all of them but like he provokes them really bad oh yeah 
Um, but that's, I mean, that's how you get results sometimes yeah. in for the, for TV. Yeah. Uh, lastly, Nick, one of the investigators had heard a voice and then he was pushed. Like you see him on the camera, like he got pushed. He was holding the camera and he gets pushed. And when checking the footage, they later saw like this dark mass moving in the background. It was really, it was really cool. That's really dark. <clears throat> like, and, uh, it, and they were underground. He was evil. in the underground yeah. part. Yeah. Um, so lots of crazy things happen there. Um, I believe from what my stepmom told me, I believe they do like a haunted house every year around Halloween and let people do tours oh because gosh. that's what my family would always try to get me to do, but I always had to right. work and I would never go. I regret it deeply. Uh, but today the property it's obviously, it's not a, it's not a steel or it's not an iron place anymore. It is a natural historic landmark. Right. It is close to the pub or it's open to the public for um, public tours, night tours, day tours. Uh, many paranormal groups have investigated, found much evidence. And uh, if you go on a tour, you could, like I said, you can go during the night or the day and possibly meet Slag. I don't want to meet him. And he that, sounds like a jerk. That is the story of the Sloss Furnace in Birmingham, Alabama. That is... I wouldn't mind visiting oh, it, it during the day. Yeah. As long as it's not it's dark. It's not too bad. It's... it's, no. it's That's cool that your family have has been there. Yeah, they your live parent, in Birmingham. Like, well... Yeah. They live... My, my, yeah, yeah, my yeah, old yeah. family lives there, yeah. That's cool. I call them. They don't listen. That's okay. But yeah, they live there... Um, they talk they've talked about it like almost every single year around halloween time and lots of things supposedly from what i read online lots of things happen around that time of year so we should go could be people getting spooked easily that time of year yeah. or whatnot but i want to go that'd be fun yeah as long as i could have a flashlight i'm scared of the dark nope okay well do you want to hear a neighborhood story i want to hear a neighborhood story this yes. neighborhood story is a very short but it's from next door. Okay. Here it goes. Hi, I'm Evan. Hi, Evan. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hi, there's a dead cat. Oh. He got three happy face likes and three hearts. So. Oh. Uh, sorry about that, Evan. <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to experience that. Just there's. I'm not going to tell you where it's at, but yep. there's a dead cat. You know what, guys? If you want more to the story... Give us your own. Yeah, there you go. Send in your own stories. Send in your own stories. Say, hey, these kids are out in front of my house at their bus stop having a pine cone fight and hit a pine cone into my window. That sounds personal. We used to have pine cone fights at the oh. bus stop as a kid. <laughs> I was we never hit a window, but we that was like the cool thing. Like we didn't have snowballs in the South. We had pine cones well i was gonna say <laughs> is hurt. it my kid that was throwing pine cones at your window because you have a bus stop in front of your house <laughs> oh my god you're right i know they were like right in front of my house the other day and the dogs are barking and i'm like what are you barking at and i'm like oh it's it's alice it's the children it's the children the children the children of the snow <laughs> anyways we're gonna get i'm gonna go cut Bree's hair yeah so. she's gonna cut all my hair off and kill it it's already dead <laughs> it's already dead yeah 
So yeah, uh, to listen to us, you know where you can find us, all of our platforms. Uh, you know you can rate and review us on iTunes, rate us on Spotify. Um, we really appreciate it. it; helps us out. Follow us and like us on all of our social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WWTN Podcast. We also have a website, uh, What's With the Neighbors dot com, and on there you can find the links for everything that she just listed, along with our link to our merchandise. Merch. We got a shirt. We have two magnets. And right now, uh, you can sign up for our paint night, which is a lot of fun. Mention that, yeah. So, sign up for our virtual paint night, guys. We have a virtual paint night. It's going to be bomb. Bigfoot. Sassy squash. Sassy squash. It's just going to be us and the instructor and everyone else that wants to listen and, and join us. She will instruct us how to paint sassy squash and she will we also will have a paranormal and true crime story to share with you yep q a just we just want to hang out with you guys yeah so that's basically it but you can find a link for that along with our patreon which is patreon.com forward slash wwtn podcast and on there if you want to be on the donor bus three dollars a month we'll get you ex- <laughs> three dollars a month we'll get you exclusive content and for five dollars a month you'll get exclusive content and our episodes unedited unedited and it's a video so feel free to slide into our dms uh, with any questions comments or story suggestions and your own stories we want to hear your own stories you don't have to be involved in the true crime. You can just know about it. And, and they don't have to be long either. Please exactly. don't send us an 18-page story. Yes. we we It needs to be short so that we can share it on the podcast. We, we tell six stories, guys. Yeah. So um, share that true crime, paranormal, we don't care. Or if you have a neighborhood story that, you know, something funny that happened, yeah. let us know um, that our email is wwtnpodcast at gmail.com. And have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring, Bring Amy, Amy out. out. Oh, that was good. Yeah. I was with the neighbors. Say hi to your cat for us. Meow.